Hello! And welcome to the Tony Awards! Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Mr. Colin Paul. Hey, what's up? And Mr. Michael Pomeroy. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) And... And today we are talking about Glassland, released in 2014, written and directed by Gerard Barrett about uh, Jack Raynor being Tony Collette's son and she's an alcoholic. Yep, that's what it's about. And that's what it's about. When I Googled this, I got the plot description. A cabbie <laughs> takes a shady side job to pay for his mom's rehab, but that doesn't happen until about 10 minutes before the end of the movie. I'm not the only one. I was a little confused. For the rest of the movie, what does happen is nothing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's mostly like, it it feels like in in that sense, it feels like it's like an HBO pilot. It felt like, like a pilot, for sure. The last 10 minutes is like when the plot description of Wikipedia happens. So I was like, um, I don't know. I mean, I didn't want the movie to be about that, so I'm not mad um, when I found out what that was, but I just still was like, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think? How did you guys feel about the pacing of the movie? I I thought it was good. Like, um, You know how he did a voiceover like three times where he's like, uh, it gets lonely sometimes. Uh, I can't do this anymore, you know? He, like, that happens, like, three times. And that kind of made me think about the lead-up to the end of it. Uh, how just, like, the pace, like, like you said, the pacing and, like, the, the beats of it. I really love the shots, too. The, the shot angles. Those are really, uh, real great. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was good cinematography, but I felt like a lot of the the pacing was a little slow because I didn't know, like for the first 10 minutes, I had no idea what was going on. And you also don't really see Tony until 10 minutes in and then you're like, oh, that's what's happening. She's like an alcoholic. But the first yeah. 10 minutes are just him in cars and him like talking to his friend and him walking around. I felt yeah, like, was... oh, go. Sorry. Uh, no, like that hundred percent. I was confused like the first probably half hour, but uh slowly i just began to piece it together of just like oh they're neighbors oh they're this you know so it was that's what i appreciated about it was like you really had to like focus and pay attention to it to really understand like what they're trying to tell you you know i i really liked the pacing i um I will say, I was a little, I didn't realize that he was a cab driver till the end and I saw the numbers on the car. So maybe I was like on my phone for the first two minutes because I missed that it was a cab oh, driver. Same. And then um, like later in the movie, I was like, oh, he's a cab driver. And then I read the description. I don't like reading descriptions of movies until after I've seen them. I started just like going in blind. Yeah. That's, that weird that's, moment. That, that's for me, not for anyone else. What? Because there was that weird moment where he like drove a woman around and like they didn't speak. That was before I realized he was a cab driver as well. Right. And then I was like, that's odd. I hope I was they like, address that. I was like, why is he making all of his friends sit in the backseat? 
<laughs> well, like, it, it, it seemed like he was, like, a different type of cab driver because it seemed like he, like, had appointments because, like, Shane, mm. he would, like, take him places and hang out with him and, like, some other – I forgot other who else he drove around, but, yeah. I was just like, is he, are you, like, a special taxi driver? At first, I thought he was an Uber driver because I – at first, yeah, I didn't see the, the numbers, but – yeah. Well, he was in Ireland, so maybe they have an interesting cab culture there. That's what I was thinking, you know. It's like, <laughs> they, they pass it down. Uh, Speaking of Ireland, I was a little thrown when Will Poulter had an Irish accent. I thought he was American, but he's Me apparently he's too. English. I had to look that up. He's English, yeah. too, yeah. Because he does such a good... I don't know, did you see the one with Jason Sudeikis where like they drive weed they, they smuggle weed across yes uh, yeah he plays such a, oh, has such a good american really accent in that that's a good yeah, movie yeah yeah that it's was so good case. guys i really wish that this movie was we're the millers i feel i <laughs> maybe i was just in a bad mood while i was watching it but i was like this movie is relentless like first it it, it opens with eight minutes of boring shit which I think was supposed to convey like that a cab driver's life can be kind of monotonous. So I was like, okay, like I'm feeling for the main character. I understand the point of that. And then he walks in on his mom, like lying down in her own puke. And I hate puke. So I was like, this is not for yeah. me. And then she started puking and it triggered my gag reflex. Oh. And so then, then you started puking. So, and then then... I, so then I started puking and then I went to rehab. Um <laughs> Oh and then God. Sam Sam texted me that she was puking, and then I started puking. Yeah. <laughs> and then I called my mom, and I said, Mom, I'm puking. And then Michael's <laughs> mom called Colin. And then and for some reason, my cat started puking. I don't know what <laughs> And then Colin. your cat called my cat, and my cat started puking. <laughs> yeah. Colin, was... incidentally, has never puked a day in his life. And no. doctors are saying he has mounds and mounds of vomit just built up at the back. Oddly, of the I've waiting consumed to be... vomit. What? No, that was a Joe's joke. <laughs> uh, you um, didn't. The, the audience can't see all of our facial reactions to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually yeah. didn't puke for 13 years, so I was worried yeah. that I did have mounds of it built up that it was going to be unleashed someday. And then one day. So I didn't puke from age nine until age 22. And then one day I went to Applebee's and I had one too many of their mega giant Long Island iced teas and I just puked oh. right outside the front door of Applebee's. Shit. Like, and then I fully nice. broke Long the Island. seal. Long Island iced teas are fucking loaded with alcohol. It's all it is. It's just yeah. a bunch of alcohol, a bunch yeah. of different kinds. Sounds yeah. like Tony Collette was having too many L-I-T's, if you know what I mean. Oh, only white wine. Yeah. Only white wine. <laughs> she doesn't even like it. Just, she just likes how it makes her feel. Yeah. The acting in this movie is so good. Even like, yes. despite my issues with uh, the script, everybody is coming out with like star performances. Like yeah. Will, Will Poulter... I honestly thought that he was maybe actually Irish after this because I was like, that man has the most Irish face I've ever seen. And it only occurred to me during the movie. Jack Rayner yeah. from well, my new favorite movie, Midsummer. Well, Midsummer. He, he, they're both in it. They're both in Midsummer. Yes, that's right. And 
her, Tony's in Hereditary, so Wait, I feel like Ari Aster. That's a horror film. The Midsommar? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, yeah. I, I just saw that, too. Oh my, I didn't even recognize him. That's crazy. Sorry. Keep Ari going. Aster, the director, I feel like he watched this, and then he was like, I want to cast all of them. and Because this movie feels kind of horror-ish at times because of the shots, I feel like, and, like, the pacing. So yeah, I feel like and Ari Aster, like, was just like, this was their audition. That's yeah. Everything that happens, everything that happens in this movie is like so scary. Actually, like it was very effective in the way that it made me feel bad. Um, I just—it was trauma porn for sure. It was like, let's put alcoholism, like ableism, and also human trafficking in ninety minutes of an (laughs) Irish movie. Like yeah. let's let's deal with that. Yeah, I do. Very, very indie movie. Yeah, I feel like the exploration of alcoholism. I mean, to me, like not having any experience with that, but it rang true just in terms of like Jack Rayner being very, very genuine about it. Um, he had some really good moments like watching Tony get progressively drunker and drunker that one time that he decides to drink with her that I thought was very good. The human trafficking at the end seemed like a first draft ending that never got revised. 100%. Because then like he he finds a victim of human trafficking and and brings her to like an AA coach. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, That didn't make sense to me. Well, hey, you deal with trauma. Was, <laughs> well, my question was like, what, like that narr- narrative, uh, the voiceover, the three times he's like, it's lonely, it's, uh, it's whatever. I thought maybe since they played that at the very end, maybe he's been working for them, and like that was just like the hint that he's um. done other jobs. Um, and like this one, he's like, I can't do this anymore, and he like brings her home. But like maybe this was like the most violent one. Who knew? Like maybe because you know, in like human trafficking, it's just like they lure people to them, and then they're caught. You know, and so or like, and he he probably didn't know what he was doing until the very end. That's just oh. that was my thought. Yeah, that's true. He could have been driving them all along without knowing. Yeah, he was uh. just dropping them off to that guy he was calling. Yeah, to me, it kind of felt like it, it, it kind of felt like the writer being like, here's something that people will have a strong reaction to. Yes, for oh, sure. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I think the alcoholism was the only real issue that was tackled, like, with any degree of deliberation. Yeah, nuance or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it, it was, was 70 minutes spent on that and then 20 minutes with other stuff. So, I, you know, I don't even know what was going on with Will Poulter's character at all neither did i he had a son and then he where did he go at the end he was like going to hang out abroad he was like going on the euro trip yeah i think that he was to the swedish fair to the swedish fair i think that he was supposed to represent like what jack rayner's character could have had because there's so much not a lot but there is i think very it's very like well-placed moments of Will Poulter's mom being like a super good mom. Sure. Uh, and Jack Rayner kind of like 
looking wistfully as it happens. And Will Poulter's character is able to like go off on this European adventure, uh, whereas Jake Jack Rayner simply doesn't have the money or like the means to leave his mom unsupervised. So I kind of feel like he's like the aspirational friend for him. But then he has yeah. that uh, he he has that moment with his son near the end that I don't really understand why it was there. Yeah, but it was really cute, and I thought that it was worth it. It didn't really <laughs> seem like the character like understood that how good of a life he had because right. he had a mother, but he had a child who he couldn't see and you'd think he would be like thankful that he can see his own mom when he can't see his son and then you know there's the uh the john who uh his mother's uh, alcoholic you know it just seemed like he was blind to so many things uh in in the movie yeah that's true like a definitely an interesting side story yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Will Poulter stuff was almost like I agree with everything Sam said and then I think it was also just world building of like this lower middle class like okay, here's another route like he's got this kid out of the wedlock but he's still going off and living life. And then I feel like Jack Rayner sort of represents like the codependent caretaker family member in like families with addiction there's like someone off the rails and then someone who's like giving up all of their life in this case he doesn't go on trips or like spend money except to uh, take care of his mom like they mentioned like the eight the eight grand that he needs for treatment like his whole purpose is just to like support his addict mom who can't get clean so i just i thought that was very well done that was all working for me I don't know. That's true. I I was a little um, yeah. I felt like it didn't feel like they were overdoing it. Like there was a lot going on, but it never felt until the end. I guess it never felt like intensely. You know, beat you over the head with every single issue. It was like mostly about the mom and the relationship, but there were like subtle like side stories that actually helped like like you said world building and it wasn't like aggressive but then at the end i was kind of like the whole thing made me sad and like there was nothing that like like there were a couple moments that were happy but not happy they were like false happiness like the dancing and like all that yeah i didn't really know like what i was supposed to take away from it other um than will poulter has a son who's really cute and Tony can. <laughs> Tony has demonstrated another accent that she can do. She does the Irish Yet accent another. for the first time. What, like literally, like uh, twenty years into her career, she does a new accent. She keeps dropping them. Yeah, dropping them like singles. I just want to watch Tony scream. Like I want to see a Tony oh, yeah. Collette scream screaming acting reel. I mean, there's <laughs> enough. There's enough. We should make that. Sam. It it hurts my yeah. heart too much. We need to get this yeah. producer. To no, do I get too like personally upset whenever she's going through something. I think that oh. that I think that that yeah. was it for me. Like she was so, like she, she was so hurt, 
right from the beginning. It was like, I felt like the movie had this weird cycle of like, it, it, it would be like relentlessly sad and then boring for like a while. And then it would get like relentlessly sad again and then kind of boring. And I felt like I, I was like, am I supposed to use these montages of him like driving around to different places as recovery time? I guess, but it seemed like, yeah, that seemed like filler. It was like, do we, like I appreciate it's good filler because it's like you don't necessarily immediately think it is filler, but whenever yeah. someone's just driving a car and they're filming them from behind, it's filler. Like, there's nothing going on there. <laughs> I feel like that's sort of the vibe of the film. Like, it's a sad Irish piece. Yeah. I felt, um, that's a genre. I don't know. I did get the feeling yeah. that, like, I, I, I was like, whatever this is doing, like, I don't like it, but it seems to be good for what it is. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're strapping in for a dark drum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we were getting puke. She was, like, dying in that opening scene, pretty much. Yeah, and then she goes to the I hospital. I was like, okay, this isn't going to be a light piece. And then when she wakes up in the hospital bed, and she's just going, Aah! like, convulsing it's it's pretty rough yeah you know what it is i yeah. think that at least for me i don't know about jake but i think that i'm just never satisfied by anything because only a few weeks ago when we were doing a long way down which was like a very like wry like light piece about a group of strangers who conspire to kill themselves kind of or like conspire to not kill themselves like they're about right. to kill themselves but then they decide not to i was like <laughs> I, I was like, this should be so much more darker than it is. And now watching Glassland, I was like, give me some fucking comic relief. Like, get Simon <laughs> Pegg in here to fall down on yeah. something. What's the yeah? What's the happy <laughs> medium between that movie and this one? There I really think it's one. I I I think it's Muriel's wedding. I think you still, you still stand by that. I think that Australian cinema has mastered the dramedy in a way yes. that um, European film just hasn't. And I am coming American. for the entire continent of Europe. And there are so- North America oh, as well. Oh yeah. Um, I just, well like, you know, like you're saying the filler uh, scenes, like that could, those were opportunities to do like some comic relief to be, you know, just to feel a little bit better. But I just felt like shit after this movie. Yeah, and I also have to make a confession. So during the film, um, the movie Obsessed with Beyonce and Idris Elba was playing on my TV in the background. Um, and that was Basically very entertaining. the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, like I was trying to watch a really dark, it was like right as soon, to, as, soon as Tony went to like rehab, um, Beyonce was like fully in a physical fight to the death with this girl who was trying to, stalk her husband and um i just like started watching that instead um and that ended well um for beyonce spoiler alert um but uh i kind of wish the movies had kind of merged because that would have been a perfect movie in my opinion merger <laughs> i'm gonna pitch a movie to producers next week that's like so imagine that beyonce movie meets <laughs> Glassland 2014. <laughs>
You know, Ari Aster should cast Beyonce in his next horror movie. He should. That would be good. It really is weird though, right? That they're all in this and that then they worked with, they're in like, that director's like two movies. I did have to, well, I think that it speaks to, I think that part of the reason why the parts of the film that work is because of how great the actors are. And yeah, for sure. I do think that this is like exactly the sort of film that they probably loved making because it is so dark. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Tony. Yeah, that's true. Loves to scream and mm-hmm. wail and cry. Oh, her first dialogue is when she's trashing the kitchen because she can't find her alcohol. Yeah. Oh, I love how Jack Rayner is just like filming that. It took me a second. To, I was like, is he filming? Or is he just texting? I know, because it's like a flip phone. I was thinking he was going to upload it to social media. I'm like, you would do that to your mother? He's like, world star. They don't have social media. (laughs) They don't have social media in Ireland. They don't? No. It's outlawed. They have (laughs) O-Twitter. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) O-Twitter. This is just potatoes. So dumb. Instagram. They have McGram. <laughs> oh, McGram. Oh. There, there was. McGram. Like, <laughs> posted on McGram. <laughs> there was this incredible moment um, where the rehab dude tells Jack Rayner, he's like, you know, we, I thought that he was saying we can only keep your mom for 78 days. And that's I was, what I heard too. Yeah. yeah, but that's just him in an Irish accent saying seven to eight. And I was uh, like, I was uh, like, I was like, 78 days, that's so long. More than enough time wow. for Tony to recover from her addiction. I, uh, I put it on subtitles after like 10 minutes because of the Irish accents. I was like, oh, this is reminding me of Peaky Blinders. I need subtitles. So I, I couldn't, I I couldn't yeah. figure out subtitles on my computer. And I was yeah, like, same. damn. No, no. Also, it, pardon me for that. I know we're talking about alcoholism, but I am drinking wine. So if anyone is concerned, Tony Collette is not here right now. She's safe. Yeah, yeah she would steal that from you. Or at least her no, she dr- she was drinking white though, so I think we're good. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> also, how about uh, Tony's outfit in the drinking scene with uh, with Jack Rayner? Oh, with her like she puffer this, coat. The puffer coat. I was just like, wow, she's really playing into the suburban two thousand four mom vibe. The, su- the puffer coat was iconic. Iconic. It kind of reminded me of her about about a boy character a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because she's also like, well, she's not an alcoholic in that movie, but she's like... um, She is also found lying in her own seat at one point. Went in her first scene as well. Yes. But in that one, it's because she tried to kill herself. But in that one, it's British and not Irish. So they're a little more fancy. And so it's, of course, about depression and, and not alcoholism. My favorite was when we were talking about that movie for the podcast. Kenny Finkel was like, that movie came out right after 9-11 and I used to go see it in theaters a bunch because it like cheered me up from thinking about 9-11. I was like, it's about a child with no friends whose mom tries to kill herself. 
Boy, 9-11 must have been pretty depressing then. I heard it was pretty bad. Pretty I heard it was bad, but I, I mean, you know, no good things. <laughs> um, I uh, also want to say this is another trend movie of Tony having a child with special needs. But normally she's a great mom to this child. And then in this movie, she's literally horrible and hates, like, is so rude and awful, too. That was, that was also, like, I mean, I, I was, like, texting somebody while I was watching this movie. I was, like, I'm watching the, the saddest movie for the podcast. <laughs> in a minute, for sure. And then this is the this saddest is one sad- since we've started re-recording, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, really? And then I was, I was, like, this is so sad. This is so sad. And then out of nowhere, they're like singing happy birthday to a child with Down syndrome. And then it turns out that the child with Down syndrome is Tony Collette's son, who she doesn't like and won't hang out with. Yeah, yeah because then, as soon as he was born, she like decided her husband left her. And so she blames the Down syndrome kid. She blames it all on him. And then... She wouldn't even re- re- uh, refer to him as a human. She would like yeah. talk about him like an object. I'm just like, holy fuck. She yeah, was like, she, she was like one sentence requiring a pronoun away from calling her son it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She basically she said, did. I had two kids and the thing. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. she did. She did. Yeah. Also, yeah, like, did her first sorry. kid die? What happened with that? No idea. It's just she, not. It's addressed. implied, I guess. But he ran. He ran away. <laughs> I, I liked how they sang for "He's a Jolly Good Fellow." Because of the I classic was, uh, birthday part, uh, happy birthday song rights are not able to are so expensive, so no one can use them. Is that so? Did you know that? So that's why, like every kids' show, whenever there was a happy birthday, they always sang for "She's a Jolly Good Fellow" or whatever. Um, wow! Because that just blew my nuts off. Supposedly, whoever owns the the rights to the, the actual Happy Birthday song, it's so expensive to use in media, so no one just bothers because it's like it doesn't matter. It's almost never plot relevant. What a Scrooge! I know. I, also, Jerry. someone told me it was Michael Jackson, but I feel like that was just like a 2003 rumor. Well, there were a lot of 2003 rumors about MJ. Am I right, team? Am I right? Yeah, that's the less harmful one, I guess. Yeah. yeah imagine, somebody, imagine somebody bursting into a room in 2003 going, have you heard the news about Michael Jackson? And you're like, yes. And they're like, he bought the rights to Happy Birthday. Honestly, oh. I'm going to buy the rights to Happy Birthday. I don't know how you can have rights to Happy Birthday. Like, I feel like a lot of people could claim that they wrote the song. I, I think, think that that's inspired. what happened. I will be like, claiming the rights to For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. Well, it's also <laughs> the same tune as ABC's. Yeah, it's like not a real song. This is just one of the many failures of capitalism. Wait, isn't it oh, the yeah. same tune? Happy birthday to... No, it's not. Oh, no. That's, that's Twinkle Twinkle birthday. Little Star. You're right. Happy birthday in the minor key is actually really good. Happy birthday... <laughs> I think that's just you singing with a, a different voice. I don't think that's like, the minor key. Yeah. I don't sing all on the pod often. This is like how all the AIDS jokes. Oh, oh yeah, was there the were some AIDS jokes. It's like, oi, keep it light on the AIDS, eh? It's okay. Oh, yeah. We love 
We love rent I, here. <laughs> I counted three AIDS jokes. I said, oh, we're really going for it. I know, and I didn't even understand what they were saying either. All I heard was, oh, dear, 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 AIDS. Yeah. Like, you, like, five seconds after, you're like, was that an AIDS joke? <laughs> you, know, you don't, you can't understand. I, don't, I didn't, yeah, I would only hear AIDS. It was just Will Poulter so, like, dryly. This was maybe, like, his best moment in the movie. He's talk. He's trying to convince Jack Rayner to come to Europe, but very like calmly. And he's like, "Just imagine you would get back, and people would be like, did you hear about John? He went to Paris and got AIDS.' <laughs> Pretty good bet." <laughs> and then later on, as he's leaving, Jack is like, "Don't get AIDS or whatever." Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, it's <laughs> a nice callback. Yeah. I was like, damn, I wrote it down. I was like, that rocks. Because this movie was so good with the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have brought someone in to refine some of the comedy in the film. <laughs> Did anyone get excited when they heard Tainted Love by Soft Cell? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I turned the fuck up. That was I an was... interesting moment. I was I so excited. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> Tony is just like saying. dancing to that in the kitchen. Yeah. Also, wine. was anyone picking up like a potential incest vibe in that moment? Yes. Unfortunately, no. yes. Unfortunately, I yes. Did okay. Not. Three out of four. Three out of four. See, Sam, Sam you. I guess you don't have an Oedipus complex. Congratulations. I was like, is Tony about to seduce her son with this soft cell? Well, based on the vibe of the movie so far, I wouldn't have been surprised. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. Glad, I'm really glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, um, like, and he was right. Like, we weren't completely sure why he was getting her drunk. That so, yeah. I, so oh, I was that made both sense. Ways. To me. I thought that he was just trying to like, well, this is how mom lives. Let's just see how she lives and get yeah. on the level. That's very real to me. I should probably well, now that. Now that we're 35 minutes in and no one is listening. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't drink. I'm an alcoholic. So I, I found this movie very relatable. Um, and I just found the sun very, um, very real. Yeah. Well, I took Not to get real was, with you guys. No, no that's fine. I was, I was interested in your perspective. I just didn't want to out you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was going to get to it. But I thought that scene was weird. Because like, <laughs> I was waiting for a big people, moment. Sorry if I was insensitive earlier when I sipped the wine. (laughs) I don't remember what I said. No, honestly, it looked like fun. No, no, I just think like he uh, was very like, all right, I'm just going to see how mom is. And then he like tries to get information out of her, which is like a very real like alcoholic, friend of alcoholic dynamic. I was like, ooh. And then that's when she says all the stuff about the son and like the dad. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. She is also estimatedly at least like three glasses deep at that point. Sure. Well, that's when yeah. you mean before well, she was they drinking even start. earlier that day, I, I thought. Yeah. I yeah, thought it was interesting. Them. It was an interesting perspective, like you were saying, because I feel like normally in when they're depicting alcoholism in like a in like a movie or TV, it's like all negative all the time. I mean, yeah, it is bad, but I'm just saying like they never show like someone being like basically like enabling someone just to like because they're tired like he was tired of it at that point 
he was like well, let's I'll just ask. like hang out and let's just like see yeah. what's going on and like let's feel it out and like get to know her better which i i appreciated from the audience perspective that that made sense to me well i was just yeah. waiting for him to like teach her a lesson or something like to get so drunk with her to like i don't know that's what i was expecting but then michael when you said uh that he got information out of her i'm like oh yeah that's that was his yeah. reasoning Watching that scene when he started pouring a glass and saying, let's drink together, internally, I was like, this seems like it makes sense. I am I can't wait for Michael to tell me why it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like that old phrase, like, what is it? Loose lips sink ships. Oh. I don't know. Cool. That's more about lying than drinking, but a lot of drinkers will say too much when they drink. Yeah, I um, was like, con- I was like worrying secrets. that he would like knock it out of her hand violently or something after he poured it, like something weird like that. Because the vibe was like tense. I feel like it definitely would have been a worse movie if that had happened. Yeah, I was just worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I really I'm glad that, that he was never violent with her. Yeah, that conversation where Tony's on the couch. And it's just like this six minute convo. I was like, oh, we're still on the couch. And then, yeah, she's just talking about that. That was song. a great, great scene. It was heavy. Monologue. Yeah. yeah, so good. Oh and I God. thought he was like reacting, his reactions to that were so good too, because he was just like staring at the ceiling and like kind of almost crying, but like holding it in. It was very interesting because you don't yeah. see a lot of, I don't know. I, I don't know. This sounds a little dated, but I like appreciate when like, masculine looking guys are very act sensitive in a movie because it's like yeah not, i know that sounds dumb but like well especially in britain no it like, plays I feel like, yeah i feel like over there it's it's different you know with masculine especially in irish culture too it's very yeah, like yeah. gendered and yeah. aggressive and, and yeah, I men feel- don't have feelings there <laughs> for sure yeah no feelings no 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 social media no <laughs> damn what are they doing? And the cabs are not yellow. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> Wait, How do you recognize yellow? them as cabs? I was think it, it was yellow? orange. Was it orange? I think I that's know. the same color. Reddish orange. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. It's like what it's that's really- what I like to do is go on people's podcasts and then kick them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take over the podcast. Can- All right, listen. Tony. <laughs> I thought I mean, it was really cute oh, when, oh, sorry. No, finish what you're saying. Oh, I was just going to say like this. I didn't know how talented Jack Rayner was until this, that scene of him in the car oh, and he's yelling. Like, cause oh, in yeah. Midsummer, he's, he's really good in Midsummer or whatever, but that's not like his movie. Like it's more about, Danny and the call. Doesn't do a lot I mean, of heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like the main acting force, even though he's good at it. And then this movie, I was like, oh, now I get what this guy. Now I get why this guy is the the guy. Anyways, shout out to Jack if you're listening. Yeah. Thank you. He was fucking awesome. He is. This. He crushes. He's actually gonna Sorry. be on the pod next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's oh. incorrect. <laughs> I got really um, excited. But yeah, I really like that scene too when he was yelling in the car, like, you need to do this for me. Like, I'm tired of, you know, you're not my mom. And then he plays with a video of her and she's just a oh, forest doing her. Yeah. Car. 
doing her classic Tony crying scene, and I'm just like, ugh. Oh, that's well, so just, heavy. It was so opposite of his demeanor. And so I was just, I was waiting for that moment. Like, and like, yeah. it finally came. Like, I thought it was going to come after she was breaking shit in the kitchen, but like, like, he went from like, to like all this other shit and uh yeah it was a complete switch to me to be honest it was kind of weird that the movie didn't end there you know what i mean like i felt like yeah that should have been the climax but instead they had to bring in the sex trafficking thing yeah or like put the sex trafficking in a in earlier yeah know. move it around yeah like, I feel man, like have her try to go to rehab at the beginning of the movie and then maybe it doesn't work and then they do that and then like they do it again or something i don't know yeah is there something we're missing about the sex trafficking like was there like a plot point is there because i was trying to connect that too like you know what it is there was just some there's yeah. almost no discussion of it whatsoever no so it's is very it hard to piece together and I don't know if that's like something that's very specific culturally to Ireland um, where maybe every Irish person who watched that was just like yep that's that's like, yep, a day in the life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah is, what? is trafficking big there are they into I have they no have like, a lot of wait, sexual I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text my Irish friend I'm gonna there's google lots, it there's lots of sexual like, repression in Ireland, so maybe there's a lot yeah. of prostitutes. I know in like France, like you, you, I'm sure you guys have seen Taken, like in just Europe, mm-hmm. I feel like they have that reputation of it. Yeah, but I thought that um, Taken was like kind of a misrepresentation of like how. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just, oh. you know, it was just all about what's his name, like getting away with that, like he got shot at so many times and he should have died but he didn't yeah. you know but like it was so yeah okay. that was not a good representation of six taken years. more like lucky <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so dumb <laughs> it, makes sense, but... it won't tell me oh it's ireland okay. ranked worst in western europe for tackling human trafficking um, is that where is worst good? Because if you're the bad, oh, yeah, best worst, is, worst is, at tackling. Worst at, no, yeah, worst at tackling. Yeah, yeah. Like the Cleveland Browns. Worst. But I don't tackling. think it's any necessarily any more any more prevalent there than anywhere else. So it's just like a. I mean, it's 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 everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I'm- I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of like waiting for a bomb to go off in America because, like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and everything. I'm just, I feel like there are so many people who are a part of it, you know? It's just yeah. a theory I have. Are you yeah. QAnon? QAnon? Is that a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I think it's so. It's a cult. No, oh, it's, a cult. What, no. It's, it's the no, thing it is that Trump refused to denounce that I actually don't know anything about but apparently everyone else does, so. I don't want them to come after us. I think the Democrats run the um, world and are also operating. Oh, that, yeah. no, I don't, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't believe it's just the Democrats. I think it's just, it's like, I think it's more celebrities, but you know, that's just me. Celebrity, yeah, wealth is its own class. That's for sure. Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like these fucking billionaires have, you know, it's Ellen DeGeneres, George W. Bush. Uh, yeah, that's why they're friends well i'm not okay i'm on the record i'm not calling ellen like a, <laughs> a sex trafficker. that's what i heard oh uh, that's not what <laughs> that's I'm doing, what i heard just so everyone knows <laughs> i heard that in the first draft of this movie it's not uh jack rayner's boss who asks him to pick up that sex trafficked woman it's ellen degeneres <laughs> it's ellen. she it's brings true. the comedy to the film yeah she's like yeah, yeah. hey <laughs> Hey, why don't you? Uh, I don't know how she talks. That's uh, why. Why don't you? I'm Ellen. Hey, I'm Ellen. Why don't you? Hey, I'm Ellen. Go Garvey. to this house and find this girl in a bathtub and put her in your car. Huh? Yeah. We're just all doing, just doing Bill Cosby. Hey. <laughs> no. The, the why don't you? The, put the, sorry, go on. You put the trafficking with the island and you. <laughs> Can you Private still do Cosby impressions? At, is oh. that allowed? Is it's more allowed now than ever because he's, he's a in, he's a bad man. We're but isn't it triggering? What's he gonna do about it? I don't know. <laughs> but what's he gonna do about it? Walk over here. That's that, that's ableist. Triggering for him or for like the people? Wait, does he? Uh, does wait, can so he not? Can he not walk? I think he's like very blind and very no, much he, like what? incapacitated. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's yeah, blind. He, yeah. Um, really Which is quick. so weird because like five okay. years ago, he gave Jimmy Fallon a piggyback ride. Sorry, I'm <laughs> on the Tonight Show. Keep fuck going Jimmy Fallon. Me. He also had Donald Trump. He like touched Yeah, his yeah, fuck that, fuck that. Um, I really quick, I texted my Irish friend. I said, is sex trafficking big in Ireland? And he said, not as far as I know. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm recording a podcast uh, about <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> about Ireland. I was like, talk Some, to you later. Uh, he, he writes you? back, he writes back, I'm thinking about how you do stand-up and have a podcast, which makes you the most straight male friend I have. <laughs> Who is this? Wow, is that's this? good. This is Ethan Barker. He came on for the United States of Terror. Oh my God, he did, yeah. Oh, Ethan Barker. Yeah, I asked him to come on for this episode. Oh, wee boy. <laughs> Wait, um, that sounds like an answer, though, that a sex trafficker would give. Just saying. Oh, he did go so far oh. as to, I cut it down for time, uh, but he did say that he personally has never trafficked any sex in Ireland, which begs the question, has he trafficked mm. any sex in the United States? No oh, bags. wow. Good point. Because he currently is here. Are we still doing a, um, like, a thing, Shoot. Sam, where you, like, warn our guests what the movie's content will be? Because I remember a couple oh, times... Oh, no, when I'm we- not. When we first started, well, we don't necessarily know the content, but when we first started, there was a lot of similar stuff like this and like graphic assault scenes or like weird. Do you guys want to know the last movie that tackled sex trafficking that we did on this podcast? We invited Greg Suarez on for it without knowing. Yeah, with the football (laughs) verbs. Uh, sorry. I, I love Greg Suarez. Yeah, the best great. possible person to have on for that episode. I came in, I was so angry. I was such a feminist. I was like, this is a comedy about sex trafficking and it's horrible. And Greg Suarez just starts talking about like Ray Liotta or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I just want to have a podcast with Greg Suarez. Guys, there were also no, some really terrible... 
Sorry, uh, he just oh, no. brought up that he wanted to start a, po a movie podcast. So you guys, if you guys are interested, he might want to do it. Just a movie, this was just like a general a, movie podcast? No, not, no, just like really weird movies. He would like give the guests to watch and then they would talk <laughs> about it. It'd be so like distraught by it because it's just so out there. But um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, Greg. He did, brought that up like six months ago. Am are we looking for recommendations for what we should do next? Because Tony's, we're gonna run out in like th yeah, six months. In six, Let's start going through her TV shows. We are. We could what? do. We could do the we rest could. of Hostages. We could. We because because that was a really fun pilot. Um, we did all of Terra. We did all of Terra. We can you figure know, if, it out. If COVID hadn't happened, then we would have already been like closer to being done right now. I know. But we well, can take another some, six month hiatus. <laughs> some people think COVID hasn't happened. Isn't that crazy? It didn't actually happen. Um, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres' lies. Oh. I do oh, have that's, to. That's called out. Um, I feel like. I'm not not the kind of person who would pretend that there was a global pandemic because I didn't want to go to a party. But to have continued on with it for this long would have been a bit much. It's a great excuse, though. It's such a good excuse. Oh, my God. Like, Except everybody in New York now is just like, like, you know, we can hang out in groups of 11 people inside. So there's no excuse for you not to come. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> well, you can still say you're not comfortable sitting inside. But I'm also a server and I, and I work, I, I'm a server and I like, I'm around like a thousand people every day. And if it's we're, just like so if, safe. If we're going to participate in the worst parts of our lives, <laughs> we should be allowed exactly. to also participate in the best. That's right. That's very and true. that's yeah. and that's why I'm no longer wearing a mask anywhere. Not <laughs> even when I perform life-saving surgeries on the president. I'm only <laughs> I'm only wearing a mask in my house when no one's home. Yeah. But the best on the streets, no. <laughs> yeah, if that's kind of a thing I'm into, just I will only protect my no cats. Yeah. Every time I have a mask on in a public bathroom, I'm like, shouldn't I have been doing this the whole time? Well, yes, because you know that they say that on toilets flush, the aerosol, the droplets, like people, oh, gross. people can like pee out COVID and then it stays in the toilet and then it like whooshes up. They can and pee then, out like, COVID, but they can't <laughs> spit COVID. They Wait, can, no, they can, they spit can do COVID. both. Yeah, but everything, I, I learned... COVID just radiates off of you in every pore, every yeah. droplet. But apparently, I read COVID that. Let. <laughs> COVID let. But apparently, if you go swimming, it's like not. Like I read that it's not really. And the airline companies said that it's completely 100% safe to fly on an airplane. I don't. I would just like to say, <laughs> for any future listeners who find this. Going back through the archive of my life, I, I do I know nothing about the science of coronavirus, <laughs> <laughs> and I do not claim to know anything. I, I know I a lot of shit about. Just it. for the Listen, record, I know everything about coronavirus, <laughs> and I. <laughs> you do, Sam. 
And I heard that it can be cured by smoking a ton of CBD. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that it can be cured by literally like raising your body temperature to like a million degrees and then like the virus goes away. If you set yourself on fire and die, you will no longer have COVID. That's just (laughs) something to consider. Oh, I think your ghost, your ghost would have COVID for sure. you guys. Wait, can fire kill COVID? Sorry. Um, Um, Only only earth, wind, and fire can kill COVID. Uh, (laughs) You need all the I ruined your setup, Michael. I ruined it. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that I know six, not one, six friends who have started smoking cigarettes during the pandemic. Wow. You know what? Why? What What does earth, wind, and fire have against water? Uh, smooth tunes. Okay. <laughs> My band is called Water. Your move, Water. It's, a, it's an earth, wind, and fire yeah. cover band called Water. And it's all in a minor key. <laughs> you guys know that people in Pennsylvania say water, they go water? Yeah, me too. Water? Really? And I'm water. water. Get out of here. You, Jake Wait. has been making fun of me for this since day one. No, and I'm not I, even. Everyone from the Northeast goes water. Yeah. And I'm not even uh, from. That's pronounced. I'm from Brooklyn slash Long Island. It's actually water. No, it's water. not. It's he- as Helen Keller as Helen Keller once said. Oh, <laughs> we were waiting for what she said. What did, oh, what did she say? What, what did she say? I can't say it anymore. I can't. Uh, the listeners, the listeners are wondering what she said. In case anybody here never was in the BFA acting program at Marymount Manhattan College and had to watch The Miracle Worker, uh, Helen Keller did <laughs> a quick semester. Helen Keller's first spoken word was water. Yeah, and she goes, water. Oh, you can't, you can't, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. Yeah, okay. I, I get that, I get that. I, I'm, seven I'm years, seven years ago, Sam made a vine of me, of me doing it, and it's on vine, so it's gone forever, so it's fine. No, but it's not even of him doing that it. Nothing's gone forever. <laughs> in our freshman year of college, I knew that Jake and I would be friends forever when he said that he wanted there to be a Helen Keller musical and for there to only be one song, and it's just her saying water for the first time, but saying water, <laughs> water, yeah. Also, our movement teacher made us act like Helen Keller, and like she- everyone in the oh. class was going around the room going, no, <laughs> no, oh my god, <laughs> really bad. No. Yeah. 2013, mm. baby. It was um, it was well, an how exercise. Is help? How is that an exercise that helps? Like, there's so many other things you could do. I feel like, that, what does that help you with? Uh, I have a movement. theory that <laughs> acting teachers, here's my theory, guys. I have a theory that acting teachers are all Republicans. Most yes. are. Every acting teacher I've had has either been like a little bit sexist, a lot racist, mm-hmm. some combination of the two. And then also we'll like complain about cancel culture. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, or 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 they'll be like Democrats, just racist Democrats. But they're like like, yeah, they're like they're wealth class Democrats. They're like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Oh my god. But our but our movement teacher 
our movement teacher was a straight up Republican though, because one time in her ballroom dance class, which if anything is an indicator that she was a Republican, uh, she asked her class for an example of like a classy first lady and somebody said Michelle Obama and she said no. And then somebody else said Melania <laughs> Trump and she said yes. So that's, so that's how we know. Melania classy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate I Christmas. Not. I hate Christmas. Fuck Christmas. Who gives a fuck about Christmas? Who gives well, a that fuck I about Christmas? I like the jacket <laughs> she wears. The, <laughs> that raincoat. <laughs> the one that said, I don't care to you. I don't give yeah, a fuck yeah. to you. I don't give a fuck. Do you think that was... I feel like she wasn't aware that was on it. No, she was. Like... It was fully staged. It was fully staged. Oh, yeah. It just looked like they were, like, trying to get back at her for something. There are no, there are no, I feel like there are no coincidences. Listen, do we even know that it was Melania wearing that and not the body double? Her her body double, for Ooh. sure. Good point, folks. Good point. Yeah, because she was going in a play and she was leaving the area. You, you I think would never Tony, know. Tony could totally play Melania in a movie someday. I would have seen her in a brown wig. So I want to see a movie about the Trump administration where Tony plays all the female characters. And Jacob Tremblay plays Baron. <laughs> yes. I want I want um Zach Braun. Not Zach Braun. Nicholas Braun from Succession to play Baron. Mm. Cousin Greg. To play Baron? <laughs> yeah. I was at an open mic the other day where somebody was like complaining about dry humping and he was like, dry humping's what you do when you're 12. I was like, it is? <laughs> oh, I yeah. did. Where was, where was this person 12? And then Jake Velasquez went up and, and was like, when I was 12, I got a hand job. And I was like, bitch. Are well, they from Boston? I, I like didn't. Cool. Ireland. <laughs> In Ireland, you do that. When you're 12. Oh, I, I did oh, not 12. see a penis oh. until I was fully 21 years old. And even then, I was oh. not ready. Are you ready now? Makes sense. No. <laughs> absolutely oh. not. Oh, we're 12 in Ireland. In college. Take out I, your, your wee. Or take out your wee. I can't do accents. I, I just can't. In Ireland, they take super long to lose their virginities because the accent is so stupid that it makes everything they say come across as a joke. Oh, I guess, oh, I guess we can't. I guess we can't lose it now, Mary. How about in a couple of years? How about that? It's like, oh, oh I can't. Yeah. I can't dry hump you right now. I'll get you. Put a pot on for a cup of tea. Oh, put a pot on. We'll wait a couple Would years. Would you like to have sex, Ellen? <laughs> Would you Ellen? like to have sex, Ellen? Hey, Ellen, would you like to have I'm sex? I'm Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, I was wondering if I could come on your face. Whoa! hey Ellen, I was wondering, I, I was wondering what your thoughts were on, 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 on cock and ball torture. Oh, Seamus, I think I'm that would be quite, quite <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Ellen I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, Ellen. I'm just. Uh, Sam I, is playing Seamus. I'm just referencing sex things in an Irish accent. <laughs> because you can't, because you can't have sex with an Irish person because that voice, it's like, no, I you know. can't. It's cute. But, oh, yeah. but the, I feel like yeah, I would exactly. like it. Nobody, nobody with, nobody with Speak an for Irish. yourself, Sam. Nobody Irish has yeah. sperm. As far That's, as I'm concerned. What is going on? 
This is all Latin blasphemy. I'm just okay. Those are the only ashes. <laughs> What'd you say? Has anyone read Angela's Ashes by Frank no, Court? No, but uh, I read his other book, Teacher Man. Oh, it was all about jerking off. Oh. Uh, What's Teacher Man about? It's about him off. being like a public school teacher in New York. Oh, well. So hopefully and, not about jerking off. Oh, no, he's jerking off constantly. Really? Yeah, on like, on like the R train. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god! Can't do it at home. No, Why he's not. So horny. <laughs> he doesn't jerk off at all in teacher man. That's too bad. That's we need to fact check that. He I might wish... have snuck one in and uh, on page seventy-eight. Not even the janitor's. Mm. Not even the janitor's closet. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else to say about the movie? Before? I have a stray. I have okay. a stray thought. Um, I just wrote down Will Poulter saying. Because it has to do with what we were just talking about. Yes. Far and pussy. <laughs> the end. Amazing. Okay. I wrote, the... I wrote down. Oh, sorry. Go. No, go. <laughs> I wrote down um, fun cinematography. They love shots in stairwells. Mm. A lot of nice stairwell shots. And in cabs. And in cabs. Yes. Okay. Here right, in the Tony Awards. <laughs> Here in the Tony Awards, we deliver three awards to each and every movie we watch. First of which is best prop. So Colin, what was your best prop? Uh best prop was when uh Shane or, or Will throws candy bars at the uh movie rental guys. Oh. Good uh, prop. Good prop. Good, good, good prop. prop. Good use of a prop. Good Eli answer, Manning good answer. First round right there. That's nice. Uh, what about you, Michael? Um, I would either like to pick Tony's vomit in the <laughs> opening scene or the no. plates that Tony breaks as 1B, 1B. And then if I had to pick a third prop, can I pick a third prop or is that not allowed? No, Please. go for it. Um, the cell phone that is used to film <laughs> the prop breaking, good prop. I had a cell phone just like that until I was like 17, Ooh. I think. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was a good prop. I didn't was, think of that. It was good. What about you, Jake? Um, I was going to go with another thing that's been a trend in the last two movies of Tony's, which is a donut being made by a car in a parking lot. Yes. That's a prop, I think. Uh, my best prop made was... Donut. My best prop problem. was Down Syndrome. The next award ah! is oh, shit. Best What's Tony up? Moment. <laughs> What's up? Uh, what was everybody's best Tony Moment? Uh, am I going first again? Okay. You can uh, go whatever order you want. Whatever order you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I Well, Mike brought this up earlier, but it was the monologue when she they both are getting drunk and she's talking about having a kit. Uh, yeah, uh, that that whole moment, that whole scene is just, I think it was so, so natural and, you know, so well done. Agreed. So I have. Well, since Colin stole mine, I <laughs> would like first. to... When Tony goes, 
why can't everyone just leave me alone and mind your own fucking business? I really like that part. Yes. Uh, mine was Tony dancing to Tainted Love. Mine was uh, oh, good one. when she's in bed at the rehab and she like uses the remote on the bed to like move the bed up. Oh. <laughs> And she's like yeah. laughing at him, and then he she moves it down, and they're both laughing, and then she just starts crying. See, if they had more scenes like that, I wouldn't feel like shit today. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it, just, it was so depressing. Yeah, That's so true. Okay, uh, the next award is a custom award, and it can be anything you want. My custom award was worst gag reflex, and that goes to me for gagging whenever Tony puked. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't too often. Yeah. Um, I have an interesting custom award. So mine is for Hometown Hero Award because I went to Jack Rainer's... Well, first of all, I didn't know who he was when I started the movie. I was like, who is this? He looks familiar. I thought he was that Olympian that Ryan Murphy grabbed for American Horror Story, the snowboarder guy, Gus something. Um, but it wasn't him. Then I found out he is named Jack Rayner. And then I found out that he was literally born in, he's Irish, but he was born in the exact the exact town that I'm from in Colorado. What? What? Longmont. He's one of the notable famous people from there on Wikipedia. So, Hometown wow. Hero Award. Science hometown Hero. Says <laughs> D. Okay. Um, my mine's not fun. I I, I said best cinematography, just because uh, I really appreciated it. Like just the slow start to the movie, I like. There were just I felt like they had so much intention behind these shots. Like the moment, uh, the moment he the moment before he finds her in the bed in the uh. you know. Um, that that shot when he's coming into the door is just like high up just on the wall i'm like something's something's wrong you know, like you just knew something was wrong and so yeah i just think cinematography itself told a story well since colin stole mine <laughs> uh no that that was not mine i did really enjoy the cinematography and thought it was done um in a you know executed very well but my my award listeners um Best cinematic rendition of For He's a Jolly Good Fellow in cinematic history. <laughs> and there's a lot to compete with here. There's a lot to compete yeah. with. I'm pretty sure I saw it on like That's So Raven once. So that's a lot. That says a lot. That is hard to beat. Says a lot. Amazing. Um, we are now moving on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Is it better than The Way Way Back? Jake. Your favorite movie that we have covered so far on this podcast has been The Way Way Back. How does this movie measure up? Um, well, it's not as good. Amazing. Now we're moving on to plugs. We're going to link to everybody's Twitters and Instagram and stuff in the show notes. But do you guys have anything else to plug? Uh, I got a podcast. Uh, Let Go Grab a Joe. It's on all, all podcast platforms. Yeah. Woo. What about you? I've listened Michael? to Colin's podcast. It's very fun. 
Oh, thanks, Mike. Woo! We gotta, we gotta have. Well, we gotta have all of you on, but we gotta have you on, Mike. Um, is it my? Oh, can I plug something? Yeah. Um, I I would like to plug two things. One, uh, my web series is called Graham Av G R A H A M. Uh, it's on YouTube, um, and web and Instagram TV. And then I have a movie coming out next year. Um, I shot it this summer. Um, but you can follow it and all the BTS photos on Instagram at the rest of your life underscore ins- underscore movie, the rest of your life underscore movie on Instagram. Uh, and that is my first feature film coming out next year. So, yes. Nice. Okay. Uh, it looks like we've reached the end of our podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And thank you, Sam Posnack's mom, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, Tony. Bye. Bye, Tony.